Hi, uh, this is John Mack, and today my guest is Chris Ballerini, who is a supervisor in Upper Makefield, Pennsylvania. Good afternoon, Chris. How are you? Well, hey, John. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today. Well, thanks for coming. I, I haven't done an interview of an interesting person in a very long time. And the reason I got this idea is because I saw you on Twitter, and uh, first of all, it's amazing that a supervisor has a Twitter account. So Yeah, that's kind of unusual. There's a few of us, but not many. Right. But in there, you said that uh, some people find you interesting. So that's why I'm saying that uh, you're a very interesting upper Makefield supervisor. But first, why don't you just give us an idea of a little bit about your background before you might have become a supervisor? Well, I've always had my fingers in a lot of pots, and that's where I think that interesting comment comes from. So for many years while my daughters were in high school, I was an advocate for NOVA, which is the Network of Victims Assistance here in Bucks County. So I started on their hotline. I would accompany ER visits if there was primarily a sexual assault, although they cover all aspects of crime from identity theft all the way up to murder. So I did that for a lot of years, and um, it was an interesting and what feels to me like a very natural segue into politics. I had the opportunity to testify in front of Congress to help pass a bill into law that allowed for expert testimony for witnesses in cases of sexual assault, because Pennsylvania did not have that. And it was a very proud moment for me to see that work in action very recently in the Bill Cosby case. Ah. So it was natural to go from um, victims advocacy and speaking out. I was public speaking on college campuses at, um, oh, there's an event they have in April, and it's right now escaping me. All Take right. back the night. Take what? back the night. Take back the night, okay. And it's usually a candlelight visual, vigil held on campuses. They usually uh -huh. have a speaker, and then they speak about, it's a safe place for people to come forward about their own stories. Okay, so, but now you're a supervisor, but you also have some experience as an on-camera and voiceover actor. I do. <laughs> how, how did you get into that? So that has always been part of my fabric. I was a theater kid growing up. I had done a lot of community theater. Um, I'm primarily a singer, always using my voice in some way, shape, or form. So that also came about where I had, I was looking for jingle work at the time. <laughs> and it turns out they don't do jingles anymore. <laughs> so I met with a woman in King of Prussia. She's a, a big agent here. And she said, have you thought about being on camera because you look like a mom? <laughs> that was my response, too. Yeah, I was, but I didn't want to own that. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I don't know about that. And she said, I could get you a lot of work. So from there, I went and started doing on-camera work, which basically is I take a script, a company's idea, a company's message, and my job is to relay that to you, a listener or a viewer, in a way that is relatable and feels truthful. Okay. Which is fine, but that's also why it went 
well with politics because now the message was my own. Okay. Have you done very much uh, public speaking since you've been a supervisor? Or I guess at, at public meetings, you, you're going to have to speak up. I, yes, but I'm still finding my legs. I was sworn in on January 2nd. I am of the philosophy that I need to do a lot of listening first before I speak, but I, um, I'm finding my legs. I'm finding my voice there. Um, so I'm getting there. I, I, I am finding that because it is my opinion and my truth, and I'm speaking for on behalf of the residents, that I want, I feel a pressure to have it right. And that's holding me back. So I'm hoping in time I'll get a little more confident in that. I guess you, uh, from my experience, you have to do a lot of research to get it right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't get it right, but uh, that shouldn't really hold you back too much. But No, I agree with that. And I'm not afraid of making mistakes. I'm really not afraid of backlash at this stage of my life, especially in an entertainment industry. You have to have a thick skin. Nine out of 10 auditions I go on are no's. Um, a lot of it is based on appearance and if I'm the right fit, you know, so it has n so out of my control. So I'm not afraid of those things, but I do feel a responsibility in the job to maintain integrity, transparency. And that's the part I want to get right. I think if you're leading with doing the right thing, you won't go wrong. Well, um, what are the things that you are trying to do a little bit more in terms of the issues that are important for you in Upper Makefield? I think one of the issues we have in Upper Makefield is we are pretty spread out. So we have large homes on large acreage and they're pretty isolated in some ways, long rolling driveways, a lot of gated properties. So there feels like a lack of community because of that. You know, we don't really have a town center. So I'm looking to find a way to bridge some of the gaps um, to, to get a better sense where we're neighbors to neighbors talking, but it's not that easy to do there because of the topography. Okay. Now you also, I mean, you were on, you're on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's a, your personal mm -hmm. account. Do you have any other interest in social media? I do. I have um, Facebook. I have a supervisor Facebook page. However, my biggest competition is our police department. Yeah. And Ours. they are outstanding yeah. at social media. And what happens is they are doing everything I would have envisioned <laughs> on a Facebook page. But it's so impressive to me and I'm so happy and proud of them because I can go anywhere. I've gotten to my hair salon. And the women in the salon are talking about it. Oh, did you see what the Upper Makefield Police Department did on social media? They blend a perfect amount of humor with the facts. Huh. It is. It really is. They've got 3,500 followers on that page. Yeah. That's very interesting because uh, the Newtown Township Police Department also has a Facebook page, mm -hmm. a Twitter account. And they post some interesting things. Of course, they talk about crime, but they also talk about community events. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's very interesting. I wonder if they all went to the same social media school. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I have. <laughs> and I assumed mistakenly that our officer behind that Facebook page was 
probably a millennial, and it's not. Oh, yeah? But the comments within the community about that page just make my heart happy. I got got to talk to more people in our uh, town about what, if they know about what the police are doing on Facebook and Twitter. And and the person I think who's in charge in our town, I think he is a millennial, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where the dividing line is with millennials. Yeah, I don't either sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I'm still one. But, you know, that's, to me, that's very interesting because it's a commitment to the community and um, I think that's why a lot of us have gotten involved in, in politics, right. uh, local politics in any case. Mm-hmm. So up until this point, uh, have you any regrets about becoming a supervisor? Or No, not at all. And actually, I think the night of the win, and I, I oh, that's such an odd word even for me to still say, I, I think I'm the one most surprised of all as to how much I enjoy it. I, I really have enjoyed learning. Winning is good. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not the winning, um, the learning. And now that I was there, once the shock wore off of, wait, what just happened? Six years. Six years. <laughs> once that wore off and I thought, okay, now it's time to back it up with the work. And I started learning, asking. I knew nothing about local government. Mm. And it is kind of, it's interesting to me. I know people are like, How, what do you care about road patching? I'm like, because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> well, potholes are important to people, obviously, but what other important issues are coming up before you as a supervisor? We are heading into budget time now, so that'll be a new learning curve for me. And I have prepared myself by taking a class uh, recently to uh, educate myself okay. on how that works. Now, speaking of class, um, I know that we both attended last year a conference uh, put on by the PSATs. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, uh, what, what does PSAT stand for again? I forget. Well, it's the Pennsylvania State Association of Township Supervisors. Okay, right. And they have a lot of classes, they have webinars, and they had this annual meeting in Hershey. For some reason, I picked up this thing that you have said that you're a PSATS girl. I mean, uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, here's what I mean by that. PSATS is a resource that's available to us, geared for township supervisors. Who knew? <laughs> Certainly not me. I love PSATS because I think knowledge is power. I think that it's a resource that's economical and they have experience. So I wanna learn from the people who are doing it or who have gone before me. The things I've done with PSATs from the boot camp that we did as newly elected officials that let us know right from the beginning, you are gonna be sworn in with a judge. I didn't know any of that. I was a mom. I had just come off of the PTO years. I was doing something fun on camera. My job is cushy, great. And now all of a sudden I'm an elected right. official. And they, I feel like they gave us a good overview of what to expect and contacts to reach out if we needed to know more. It's been good. But now, Uh, I think uh, you were also talking about some ambitions you have to working with PSATs. 
that involves your on-camera and voiceover experience. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, that is another thing that just kind of happened through the PSATS newsletters that we get. I noticed that they have this thing called Township Video News. And they're small little videos, three to five minutes, and a person gets on there. It doesn't always have to be the executive director, Dave Sanko, but it can be um, a township manager or whatever, and the person will talk on a certain topic. And then I noticed at the bottom of that, it said, if you have ideas for shows, let us know. And I currently host a show for the Courier Times called Navigating Life. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on. It's a lifestyle kind of show. It's geared for over 50. So I sent them my reel and said, you know, here's what I do. I'm, I would love to be involved in this. And they wrote right back, you know, oh, we would love this. Let's talk it through. What would it look like? And that would keep me in front of the camera, which is what I really love to do. But it would also keep me in the PSATS environment now where I am going to ask the questions. What happens when there is roadkill? Where does that go? <laughs> because I've learned it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> now, Lower Makefield does a great job with um, stray animals. Mm. Uh, Jamie True Love? Jamie yeah, Basilor. Yes. She's like the resident She's expert. The, um animal control officer or something yes, like that but for a new town as well do you know she can do like hawks owls goats you uh, name it yardly yeti she can cover that what's a yardly yeti oh that was <laughs> it's an urban legend people years when my girls were in school there was photos circulating on facebook of the yardly yeti i believe it got coverage in the newspaper i gotta look that up. yeah the yardly yeti mm-hmm. yes i think you must be kidding me i, I wait till you see <laughs> is there anything else that you might want to say in closing that, that we haven't talked about no but i will tell you that my husband when this whole thing came about i said do you think i'm gonna be good at this he said you talk to everyone <laughs> So I've proven that case to be true today. It has been a pleasure being here with you. Oh, great. It's been a pleasure having you here, and thanks very much. And so hopefully we can do this again sometime. That would be great. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. You can find other podcasts on my website at www.johnmacnewtownoneword.info. That's www. John Mac Newtown, that info.